Welcome. You have found us. This is the Riot Underground. This is the place where you come to hear from the instigators that are changing the world with disruptive technologies. Really excited today to have Nicolette Rehani in the virtual studio with us. Nicolette, welcome. Hi, thank you so much. Very excited to be here. Excited to chat with all of you and get to be part of this podcast. Yeah, we're going to have a little fun. Uh, you are the Director of Sales and Marketing for CocoFlow. Uh, for those who might not be familiar with CocoFlow, tell us a little bit about the company. For sure. So CocoFlow is a Canadian-based tech company. Uh, we're at the forefront of the smart city movement. So really what we do is we work with municipalities to streamline and organize all of your operations and processes into easily accessible portals for both your citizens and the municipal admin. I love it. D digital town hall, digital ser citizen services, all, all the things. We're going to dig into a lot of that. But before we do, this is an audio-only program, and we like to give our, our audio a visual of who it is that's doing all this cool stuff in the smart city space. So if you had an opportunity to catch yourself in a movie about, about CocoFlow and CocoFlow's growth down the road, who would you want to play you? I would absolutely adore for Mila Kunis to play me in a film. In I love it. I think you're our first Mila on the program. Oh, perfect. Uh, uh, I think her her comedy is absolutely gold and uh, it's wonderful. It's so true. And just outlook on life, perspectives on everything, just who she is as a person, it's it's incredible. Again, I adore her. So that would be my ultimate dream. So, so tell me, how, how are some of those qualities, the same qualities maybe that, that drew you to CocoFlow? Perfect. Yes. So I would say the fun outlook on life, again, just the easygoing, laid back lifestyle. And the thing about CocoFlow is we want to make it easy for people to work and engage with their municipalities and their municipalities to engage with their citizens. And so it's all about that ease of accessibility, but also just, you know, not the professionalism and overdoing it with government entities and feelings. It, I, I may have a different impression than is the, the brand goal, but when I even just hear the name Coca Flow, I, I hear like, okay, I hear, see the flow, like, yeah, this is helping to streamline, streamline workflows, streamline processes, but also has kind of like a, I don't know, a fun exuberance to it. Is, is that fair? Very, so, very much so. Um, it's a very different look and feel than most municipal softwares. Um, and I think that's what a lot of people are attracted to is just that bubbly look, but still clean, crisp ideas. And the tech behind the scenes is serious, right? To, give us an example of a pain point mm. that cities or municipalities really suffer that uh, may, maybe people aren't aware of. My favorite phrase is pain point as my absolute favorite phrase. I always ask people that right off the bat, just to get them talking. Um, it's a safe space. So tell me all, all the problems vent to me. I would say um, it's really just getting everybody. So really encouraging that communication. So what happens is, yeah, technology is great for communicating, but how do we enhance that further? So we're not just communicating like, your bills are due, you got to pay them, but what's going on in your municipality? What's happening? Local businesses, um, local events and engagements, like really encouraging people to 
live and explore within their communities. Do you take a role then in kind of the outreach to the residents? Like how do they know about it or is that really on the municipality still? That's more so on the municipality, but as someone that gets to speak with these leaders and thought leaders, sorry, thought leaders and uh, innovators, the option is always there. And the offer is to really help them, whether it be create marketing or even just some language around why it's, it's ideal to do or go forward with. So what happens when a community truly is engaged in the way that your tools enable? So our tagline is smarter cities, better lives. So really it's I, encouraging a better and healthier lifestyle. Um, we're not just talking about, you know, using technology for efficiency because everyone has either some sort of tablet device that they can use to access these things, but it's giving them the free time to do other things that they want to be doing. They want to spend their time outside with their families or on trips with their families and they can do that without having to worry about missing something for either submitting a bill or submitting a permit application on time. They can do that from their vacation. That's It's just making sure that they have the time to spend, again, with their families, their loved ones, their friends, and explore their areas. It reminds me a lot of when uh, when things like DocuSign first came out and you no longer had to go to the notary public, right? It, uh, um, I don't know if that's a fair comparison or not, but... Yeah, well, it's the same idea, right? Like using that technology. So it's just easier to do whatever it is you need to do from wherever. Um, I, I mean, you know, once we're able to travel a little bit more free of restrictions, everybody's going to be going out doing things and everyone has busy lifestyles as it is. So how do we make that easier for them? Let's change tracks a little bit. Tell, tell us a little bit about yourself and kind of what was your journey into tech? Oh, it's always the icebreaker about talking about yourself. Um, so I, I grew up with technology. I mean, I was at the start, well, I mean, I was part of dial-up internet, so that was fun. Um, you know, all that great, great times. So I grew up with technology and I really got to see how it was not only changing our lives, but improving them at the same time. So I started getting into tech around how do we protect online communities and make sure they're safe for youth. As somebody who, again, grew up with, say, MSN, for example, um, how do we monitor those and make sure that they're safe for our, our youth and whoever it is that's engaged on them? Um, and then from there, it just kind of opened my eyes to what else is out there that we can use technology for and how else can we make things efficient or what more can we protect through technology? It's fascinating. And that drew you to this intersection then of, of tech and kind of public sector. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's fantastic. Speaking of public sector, Canadian firm, you've launched in Canada. You've had a lot of success in cities and communities there. I know you're making a big push into the U.S. now. But what differences, if any, are you seeing, I guess, in the way that, you know, cities are, are, are managed or technology is approached that might be different in one place versus another? Great question. There's a lot of differences. Um, everybody has the same idea. You know, they want to digitize their processes and their, their government, but their starting points all differ, which is great. It offers you a variety of conversations. You learn so much from one that I definitely take from one conversation and use in another. 
to say, don't worry, everybody's dealing with that. And this municipality said, this is how they're approaching it. Um, so that's one way I would say is, you know, everyone starts at a different point. They're, whether they're more educational based or they're looking for more a practical based approach. And at that point, we adjust ourselves. So again, going back to the whole pain points, I always ask, what are your pain points? What are your challenges right now? And that really helps identify, are they, you know, do we need to educate and help educate them and partner with them to guide them through the process of building out that plan? And what does that look like? What needs to be included? Or are they much more advanced and they're ready for that practical integration implementation? And how do we help them with that from there? I'm interested when folks answer your question around pain points, do, do they ever answer, we're not, uh, we, we don't have this close uh, kind of trusted relationship and high flow communication relationship with the public? Or is it more things like we can't get people to pay their traffic ticket? I would actually say it's not offering enough online payments is usually where it starts with that pain point. Um, and then another thing is, you know, making sure that there's collaboration uh, between different departments. So going to that idea that, you know, either it's a, a group of people need to work together and they're in a physically different location, whether a different building, different floor, different area. Um, that's another thing is how do we make that collaboration efficient and encourage that collaboration? How much time do you need to spend with the residents in order to kind of build a strong relationship with, with the government or, or can you really work on the government side? And uh, I, I guess, I don't know exactly what question I'm asking, but you, you're, you're creating a little bit of a, a kind of a two-sided market where you've got your customers or, or the government and then your users are all the residents and how, how much effort do you have to put on that user side? Um, so we primarily target and speak with the municipal admin, but we try to relate to them as a citizen of their own municipality that they're trying to improve. So we almost say like, this is how it's going to help you as an admin and your processes and operations. But as a citizen in those shoes as well, this is how it's going to help you. So we kind of go at it with that two-way approach where, yeah, we're helping you, you know, do this. And we're focused on speaking with the admin, but we do try to relate them to, again, they are a citizen and they live within that municipality. And sometimes they actually relate themselves in that way. Um, we've had it before where they'll say, you know, I'm a citizen and I find it challenging to do this. So it really helps. Is there a lot of customization community to community, either due to regular, you know, like kind of local ordinances and regulations, or just, uh, I guess, maybe how white label is your approach? Very customizable. Um, and that goes from not just only the look and feel of say the app or the website, for them, but also the workflows and processes. Everybody operates differently. You know, the questions they ask in their online forms and the data they need to collect for payments, that's all different. And we make sure that we get, you know, spend that time with them to really figure out what that looks like and how we can replicate that for them in the platform. What's next, do you think, in terms of, you know, your future roadmap, at least what you're allowed to share publicly? Ooh. Good question. So actually what we're doing is just more building out of our current features um, and really honing in on what the market is telling us that they need. So we have a general idea of, um, you know, what goes into each of these portals, but through these conversations really help build out what more people are looking for 
and narrow it down to that municipal requests, like what they want, um, what their citizens want as well. Um, what I would say is building a forum for municipal admin to get together and just provide product feedback is the best thing. We're creating a product for them to use. We should have their feedback in building it out. Yeah. Um, another thing personally would be getting that citizen feedback too. How is this working for you? How has this changed your life? Tell us more. What more could, what could we do or put in there for that citizen facing, whether it be features, accessibility, the look and feel, all of that. Some of that I'm sure you can capture through just, uh, you know, like SEO style monitoring and, and, and clicks and things. But we, we had an interesting company that came through our startup accelerator a few years ago uh, called Acta Solutions for anybody that wants to look them up. But, but they were really focused on uh, applying natural language processing to, uh, to, to, you know, citizen and resident feedback uh, to elected leaders, to city services, you know, how do you, you parse out of, you know, a thousand emails that come in or a bunch of voicemails, like what are the common themes and the relevant topics? And do, do you get into that kind of, kind of, uh, you know, data mining and, and information intelligence on behalf of the municipalities? I wouldn't say we'd go that deep, but it's definitely something that, something along those lines. We'd probably, we'd, probably start incorporating into and getting an idea for, for sure. But at the moment, not quite as deep as that. Yeah. Okay. Um, how about on the technology delivery side? I'm, I'm curious about, uh, you know, depending on who you talk to, some folks say the app is dead or we're, you know, we're just, we have app overload. We're yeah. tired of yet another login. You know, how many usernames and passwords do we need to know? Are, are there new, forms of engagement that you're looking at from a tech point of view that, that maybe are a little bit different than I'm getting on my screen and, you know, entering an app? Not at the moment. I guess the one thing we could say is those notifications to citizens and even municipal admin, I should say, but so they don't have to go looking for the, the things that are going on in their day-to-day -day and in their municipality or even surrounding municipalities that they're traveling to or traveling through. You know, little pop-ups that say, hey, this, is, this event is going on here or this food truck is gonna be visiting this location today. Check it out. So I would say that where we're doing more of a push notification versus getting the citizens to pull that information out of their, their municipality. That's nice. I, I really like that approach and how uh, you know, I've always thought notifications are a first step towards full automation, which is really where you want to be. It's not just, hey, we know you're going to love this food truck, but we're going to even put a placeholder on your calendar because we just know you want to be there that bad. Or maybe that's too invasive, but I think you get the idea, right? I mean, who doesn't love food trucks, though? That's who right. Doesn't? That's right. So speak to that, though. What, uh, what opportunities are there for maybe small businesses Ooh. within municipalities to participate on your platform? For sure. So. What would be, you know, for them, it would be operational side, of course, easily able to apply, renew, pay for their business licenses, maintain that information within the municipality. But on the non-work side and, and like fun side, you're looking at pushing out, you know, do you have a sale going on? Do you have a promotion going on? Pushing that out to the municipality to let them know. Um, are you going to be as a vendor at the farmer's market, say Saturday morning, what location, what booth are you going to be at and push that out too? and identify that on say an events calendar for the municipality. So um, that becomes, if I'm understanding right, that becomes 
a tool not just for municipalities to to engage their residents, but actually to engage their their business owners and and uh, and those that are, you know, do, doing commerce within the within their jurisdiction. Oh, for sure. And I mean, local businesses are, you know, there's tons of them in a municipality. And even if I'm a visitor driving through, I like to check out the little boutiques and the little, you know, the little cafes, the the ones that aren't Starbucks, for example. But so if I were to drive through and get a notification saying, oh, you know, this um, this boutique has this promotion going on, more inclined to go check that out and stop and spend some time there. So it really does help not only like the business owners, but the overall economy in that growth. Have uh have you solved the, like the traveler dilemma? Like one of the things I always thought as I'm a pretty heavy business traveler is, mm-hmm. you know, I get, get into Kansas city, but I don't have the Kansas city app. So how do I know what's happening here or whatever? Like, is it, is there a, a way that uh, you solve that? Yeah. So we have a smart transportation portal and that allows you to, whether your own municipality or visiting a municipality to manage your travel wherever you're going and how you're getting there, how you need to get there. And it'll actually map out the routes that are, that make most sense. So for example, it'll give you like, you know, you can walk five minutes to this bus station from this bus station. It'll take you 10 minutes to get to this spot. Or um, for example, there's an e-scooter down the, down the street. Do you want to pick it up and use that? It's charged, ready to go. So you're not hoping it's charged when you get there. Um, But all that information too, it's just, bringing it all together so that when you get there, you don't have that stress. Or for me, for example, you know, I map out three parking lots before I drive anywhere because I need to make sure I've got somewhere to go and park my car. That will help with that too. All right. I'm going to ask an abstract question because I think this is a really interesting topic, right? You know, all all the different things that, that you can help solve. So, so Myla Kunis is in a new uh, film. It's a, I don't know what kind of movie it is, but encounters what smart city challenge that she then has to overcome and your tool helps to save the day. For some reason, I just want to put together like a comedy transformers skit. Like I'm just thinking of the transformers for some reason, because we're thinking of tech transformation, right? It makes sense for some reason. It would be an alternate reality where everything is smart city and it's just encouraging everybody to be part of that alternate reality. And, you know, getting that app, I feel like I'm getting close to like a Black Mirror episode at this point, but not as dark, much more fun and lighthearted. Um, But it would be, she would be the hero of the day, you know, standing up to City Hall saying, we need to get this done. Our citizens need to stay in this area. They're all leaving. We need to keep them here. So how are we going to do it? And that's what she would do. And she'd be on the soapbox chanting. I love it. She she gets this the whole city put back together again after the Transformers battle destroyed everything. And, it's pretty much yeah. like it starts off with a big blow up, like puzzle pieces flying everywhere, and gradually she's just putting them all back together. I love That's it. I love it. Is there a point? Let me ask a final question. Yeah. Is there a point when we no longer call the city smart? Like the, this moniker of bringing technology in does you know is our watch eventually just a watch again? It's not a smart watch. You know, are cities gonna this this is the expectation now. It's not the uh, the end edge case. That's a great question. I've wondered that too, because I think so. I would say we're going to continue saying smart, intelligent, digital, and the reason being is because it's such an open open field. 
and idea and concept where every day and every, you know, every piece is going to be adjusted in some way that it's never just going to be the edge case anymore. It's going to be new. It's always going to be a new revelation or a new idea that comes out. Um, whether it's one small little tweak or one massive effect, it's always going to be smart because it's so vast and technology is always adapting or always, um, yeah, always growing, always changing. I love it. It's a growth industry. You're in at the start. You're doing incredible things. Thank you so much for coming on the program today. Uh, I certainly learned a lot. Oh, no, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. It's been great. Thank you. Awesome. Hi, y'all. Caroline Griffin here. Dropping in to say thanks for listening. And if you have any questions for Riot, send me a note. You may reach me at caroline at riot.org. This Riot Underground podcast is created and produced by Riot Studios with music by Scott Jackson. Riot is a nonprofit focused on economic development through the Internet of Things or IoT. We produce events, conferences, and educational courses around the world. And we run an early stage startup accelerator out of Riot Labs in Raleigh, North Carolina. Our nonprofit also operates a wireless test and certification facility under the Wireless Research Center brand. Learn how to engage by visiting us at riot.org.